This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Let's start the show. Uh, hey, I'm Ryan Glenn, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Nailed it. All right, Ryan, thanks for coming, driving all the way out from Swanton out here. Uh, you were super early. I wasn't even ready. Nice. No, I'm good. Um, uh, we've, we've been working together for about five or six months now, um, and you, you, I asked you here because you, you, you have an interesting life, uh, I think it is. And because you grew up here uh, in Toledo, correct? Yep, I grew uh, up in Toledo. And you went to Central? Yep, Central Catholic, class of 97. You're so old. 97, <laughs> what was I? I think I was in, I graduated eighth grade in 99. So, <laughs> uh, and so were you, you involved in sports in high school? Um, I played JV basketball. And you're, what are you, 6'5 now? Yeah, 6'5. And you just did, did you just play JV because you didn't want to do it anymore after first? Yeah, I, wa- I wasn't playing a lot and mm-hmm. uh, I sat the bench a lot my sophomore year and I just wanted to play. Yeah. So I went and played, uh, you know, CYO league. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, that that was a, um, I played CYO and that was probably one of the most fun things I did in high school. Yeah, it, it was, was a lot of fun. Yeah, especially because for me, like there was never anybody big like me, so I so I, was, so I always scored a lot of points. Well, that was my problem in high school. Everyone there was four other guys on the team that were just as big as I was. Oh, so <laughs> just didn't find time, didn't find any room for you. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, but after that, you moved. Did you go right graduate from high school right out to Idaho? No. So I went to hockey first, two years down at uh, hockey. Well, more like. Two and a half. <laughs> Did you know like what you wanted to do after high school? No, I had no idea. Really, I didn't even decide to go to college until my senior, like late in my senior year. So just like you decided you weren't gonna, you weren't gonna go at all, or or you just didn't even think about college. I didn't even really think about it. I knew I was probably gonna end up going just because, um, you know, my parents wanted me to. Yeah, but uh, I didn't really think about it. I never went and visited anywhere. Yeah, me neither. So. I just ended up, I picked hockey and. Well, why'd you pick up? I mean, because that's what, like four hours away, three hours away? Yeah, three and a half. Why? Um, because for me, like, I didn't think I was going to go to college, but I ended up just going to BG, which is down, you know, 20 minutes south from here. Yeah. But but to go from, hey, I don't know if I'm going to college or what I'm doing, to then deciding to move. That's like going, that's like saying, uh, I don't want any of the college experience, and then I'm doing everything, the whole college experience, <laughs> like a switch. Yeah, you know? going away and all that. Yeah. I don't know. I just always um, kind of had a sense of adventure. Okay. So I always liked the outdoors. That's what drew me to hiking. Yeah. I like the outdoors. I like hiking and all that stuff. So what, what, uh, <laughs> did you have any friends or any, anybody that went there? Like, um, like to, to, to even know about it? I didn't even know hockey existed when I was in high school. Actually, none of the people I graduated with, I don't think anyone from Central went to hockey the year I did. Yeah? Yeah. How'd so, you find out about hockey? Uh, my older brother went there. Okay. Yeah. All right. He, he went there, so I kind of followed in his footsteps a little bit. Was he still there when you were there? No. He, he had left um, 
he he moved out west after that. Oh, did he? Yeah. How how much older is he than you? Five years. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. So you went there, and as you're discovering college, and 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 did you decide then? Like, did you find something your freshman year? Like, oh, this is what I want to do. No, I changed oh, really? my okay. major like four times. Really? Yeah, it was always in natural resources. Okay, but I went through like every major they offered. Yeah, yeah. You just to change it so many times in, in a couple years. It seems. Like, cause sometimes people will change it after like two years of doing one thing. They're like, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But changing it, um, what? Cause they must have been like little things then. Cause if it's always in a natural resource area, it must have been little things that you. Yeah, left. I thought I wanted to do like horsemanship, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I did it for a semester and didn't. It wasn't my thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought it sounded cool. Yeah. And then I didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, switched to, I think forestry after that. Okay. Didn't really like that, and then just did uh, Parks and Rec. Okay, so and you were there. You said you were there for two and a half years. Yeah, uh, probably a total of of three. But I did. I went. Um, I did an internship out in Vermont. Uh-huh. So I did two years. Did my internship, and then came back and had to finish one more semester, quarter, whatever they were on down there. I'm assuming you had a job when you were down there too. Uh, I did not work oh, at no? all. At oh, Hawaii. really? No, I didn't. I worked in the summers, okay. made money, saved up. Yeah. And what'd you what, What'd you do in your, for your summer jobs? Uh, I came back to Toledo. Okay. I think at the time I was working at a car wash. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> car wash. Yeah. Man, it had to be bad on your back. <laughs> Just <Yeah. laughs> if you're the guy drying off cars. <laughs> right. Yeah. Climbing into like little tiny cars. <laughs> not really fun. No. <laughs> Uh, so, so Vermont, that, uh, where'd you, your internship, what was, what did that entail? So I worked for the forest service out there in Mm -hmm. the green mountain, green mountain national forest did trail work pretty much all summer. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like have a, like a house with a bunch of other people like that were interns also? Yeah. We lived in the, it was like a barracks style. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So there was, I think five or six of us from all over. Okay. So it was pretty cool to meet a bunch of new people yeah. and, and just hang out for the summer. We were we worked pretty hard, but we had fun on our time off sure. too. So well, you got to be able to do both of those things, you know, right. be able to work hard, <laughs> and otherwise you're just you're gonna lose your mind, yeah. especially being away from home. Yeah. Did you have other internship places, and you just wanted to pick that one, or is that just? You know, I don't. I'm not really sure how that came up. I did the. It was called. I don't know if they still have it, but it's a Student Conservation Association okay. (SCA). So it's like a program I got into down at Hawking, and I think they just kind of offered a few different places, and Vermont sounded cool, so yeah, I picked that one. <laughs> That's crazy to me. I can't imagine just – I mean, I didn't even want to leave home, really, yeah. and just to be like, hey, I'm, I'm not only am I going away from college, but I'm also taking this internship on <laughs> in Vermont. I was nervous. Uh, you know, that was a fr- going to hockey three and a half hours. That's not, you know, not that far. I could come home whenever I wanted, but driving out to Vermont by myself, not knowing anybody yeah. or what I was getting into or what the place even looked like or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, I was a little nervous, but it was fun. You know, I, like I said, I always kind of had that sense of adventure. So you seem pretty open to stuff too. Yeah. Like you just, like, yeah, this is, it might be a little scary, but I'll get it figured out. Yeah. You know? What, was there a time when you're at Vermont where you're like, man, I want to go home um, or anything that anything that happened that made you think that? No, it, I had a really good time out good. there. My my dad and my little brother came and visited me. So that was nice. We took a trip up to Maine when they came out. Um, 
So yeah, I never really got homesick or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you said you had older brother and a younger brother. Do you have other siblings? Yeah, yeah and an older sister. So you're the middle. Um, we kind of had a, a thing on this podcast because there's several people I've talked to that are middle kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm a middle child. Do you do you ever feel like, um, not that you're forgotten, but they're just like, oh, yeah, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I was pretty spoiled. Were you? Yeah, honestly, I was pretty spoiled. Um, but, yeah, I always make the jokes, though. Yeah. You know, I give my little brother a hard time, tell him he gets everything. Oh, my little baby sister got everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I give him a hard time about it, and I make jokes to my parents and stuff. But, no, I was I was pretty lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like a middle child. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, <laughs> I did. Uh, my, my parents make a point to tell me things now, like, hey, you're doing good. I said, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you turned out all right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So after after your Vermont internship, you went. You said you went back to hockey. Yeah. Um, and did you? Was there a, a moment in time or, or something that happened? Where you're like, I don't want to finish here, or I don't want to continue my education here. Um, there. Yeah, kind of. There was a point. Well, because when I went back, that's when I knew that I was going to go out to Idaho to finish and get my four year. Okay. So at that point, I was kind of like, Why am I even? You know, finishing here, I can do just get my four year, not have to do a quarter here. But I felt like I needed to finish. I went down there, and uh, I just, you know, I didn't want to leave it undone. Yeah. So, so you, did you get a two year degree from hockey? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Is that um, is that like a, a, a two year school, or is it also four year school? It's a two year. It was at the time a two year school. Oh, okay. I don't know what's going on down there anymore okay yeah it's a it's just a two-year associate's degree all right um and so so you you knew you wanted to finish which is good that that uh that can be tough too because especially if you already know like hey i'm doing this next thing but to be able to like stick it out and say you know what i i'm i already i'm here let's let's get this piece of paper and then move on to the other one yeah um when or why did you decide to go out to idaho so, that, that just doesn't seem like on too many people's radar. <laughs> no, hey, it's not. Idaho. It's, yeah, it's not. A lot of, <laughs> my parents didn't even know where it was when I told them. They're like, "Where are you going?" <laughs> and then my mom would call after I moved out there. She'd call me and ask me how Iowa was. I- <laughs> I'm like, "Mom, I'm in Idaho now." Iowa. Yeah. But <laughs> um, so at the time, uh, hockey and the University of Idaho were like sister schools oh, or whatever okay. they call it. Yeah. So there were a bunch of hawking people that i knew that were doing the same thing mm. so even though i was moving you know a couple thousand miles away i i knew 15 20 people out there already so so it made it a little easier than like yeah. going to when you went to vermont right okay yeah even though it was further away and i'd probably only get to see my parents once a year or mm-hmm. whatever um at least i already had some connections out there what is uh so it's the university of idaho right is yes. where you went what, is there like a, I don't know anything about Idaho. Is that university, like university, like a, like a university town or is there, is, are you like in the mountains or like, where are you at? Yeah. Idaho? So it's a college town. Yeah. It's pretty small town. I think when I was there, it was about 25,000 people okay. in the town of Moscow. All right. Um, it's on the Palouse Prairie. So, um, it's not really in the mountains. It's mm-hmm. kind of a flat grassland type of area. It's yeah. really pretty though. Okay. Very pretty. Um, really close to Washington State University. Oh, okay. Like five miles down the road from Washington State. Man, in my brain, 
I'm, I, I, until you said that, I'm like, where's Idaho? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that is, that's a lot further west than I thought. Yeah. It's okay. sandwiched between Washington and Montana. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're, you're out there. Um, and, and again, are you going for parks and rec out there too? Yeah. Yeah. My degree, uh, well, it was resource recreation and tourism. I okay. think they call it something else now conservation, okay. social science. Okay. Which yeah. sounds a lot better. I said they got to jazz it up a little bit. Yeah, it sounds a lot better. <laughs> I wish they would have changed that when I was there. But wait, what, what is it that you have? Resource recreation and tourism. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not. <laughs> it, so, it sounds kind of silly. Yeah, it sounds made up sometimes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you even do with that? I don't know. But well, it's cool. I work at the Metro Parks. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did you live with a bunch of buddies and stuff when you were out there? Yeah, yeah. A really good friend of mine, my roommate from Hawking, actually, he was going out there too. Oh, okay. So, yeah, right. we ended up rooming together. And then uh, I think I lived with him for about a year and then moved in with some other friends that were from Hawking too. We had, it was cool. We had, uh, there was like three houses in a row on this this street we lived on. It was all Ohio people. Oh, really? Yeah, so we called it Little Ohio. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's kinda, cool. Yeah, it was cool. It makes it have like a, a home away from home type right. of feel. Yeah. I know when I was in BG, they always called it. Uh, they always called BG Little Ohio State. Yeah. Because that's all, you know <laughs> all it was is just a bunch of basically kids going to BG, but they loved Ohio State. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that that makes it like I said, it makes it home. Um, what do you? Did you guys like? Are you into hunting or anything like that? No, I never got into into hunting. I have, I have friends and family who are into it. That's Which why I was, is nice because you know you get the meat and you don't have to do any of the work. Yeah, <laughs> I just that's why I picture being out in Idaho. Like you, you come across that more. Than oh yeah, it's it's a lot more um, hunting and fishing than it is recreation. Okay. But there's there's a lot of both. Yeah, I mean there's you know whatever you want to do. What were, what were some of your favorite parts of Idaho when you were out there? Uh, so when I first moved out there, um, before I even started classes, I moved out there about a week or two before classes started and uh i signed up for this river rafting trip mm-hmm. and so i i drove out there my cousin was moving to seattle at the time so we drove out together uh we parted ways in idaho and she continued on to to washington but i signed up for that uh raft trip it was a seven day raft oh trip gosh. on the snake <laughs> river so i drove out there I went to my apartment, threw all my stuff in, and the next day I was heading down to the Snake River <laughs> to go river rafting for for seven days. And I pretty much I fell in love with Idaho right then and there. Yeah, I mean that was the introduction, uh, the best introduction I could have. So all right, so tell me about this. So you so first day you show up to this Idaho uh, river rafting. First of all. Uh, I can't swim well enough to even think about river rafting. <laughs> it was, is it like, uh, was this one? Cause I know there's different degrees. Yeah. Was this one like super intense? Uh, so par- there were, I think maybe one or two class four rapids okay. on this, and those are on the this top. stretch of the river. Yeah. Class four. I mean, there, there are class fives, but I mean, you have to be pretty crazy yeah. to do that. So, so class four, can you like d- describe like what, what is that? What is that? Com- like if you obviously, if it's just like, hey, we're we're slowly tubing down this river and drinking beer, right? And cla- class four, it seems like you could like flip over and stuff. Oh yeah, you could flip over. You could you know crash into the side of the the canyon. Um, yeah, it could, it could get scary pretty fast. But 
uh, we had a captain in the boat, so we're in a raft and there's, you know, three people on each side and then a mm-hmm. captain in the back and he's, I mean, we're paddling, yeah. but he's pretty much doing all the, the steering. Okay. So, so we, you're just providing the power. Yeah. Okay. We just, we'd paddle when he'd say to paddle and he'd steer us through it. So yeah, that, seem, mean, that seems terrifying to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I mean, especially for someone coming from an Ohio, yeah. you know, and never really doing anything like that. I was going to ask life. you, have you ever re- done that before? No. And you're just like, let's do it. Yeah. Class four, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Did you know like this, how intense it was when you signed up for it? Not really. No, no. I don't think I really knew anything about river yeah. rafting. Dang man, <laughs> I would have fun. to do so much research. Yeah, to like what, where exactly, and what are we doing here? Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. I, for yeah. doing. <laughs> it was it was awesome. I like I said, it was uh, an experience of a lifetime. It made me yeah. fall in love with Idaho. I mean, you're just out there. You put all your stuff in a in a bag, yeah. and you go for seven days. And so so it's so you're. You're rafting all day, and then you're camping at night? Yeah, you just pull over on a beach on the side of the river, <laughs> camp out, build a fire, make dinner, yeah, hang out, play horseshoes. What kind of food do you have? Just stuff you bring? Uh, Well, it was all provided oh, okay, by the, okay. the rafting company. So right. it was, I mean, we ate like, you know, normal food you would eat. They yeah. have all this set up to cook and everything so so, so do, are, are there people that like meet you? Like, hey, this is, the person says, hey, we're here, or is all the food with you? They the person says, "Hey, we're meeting here at this time." Oh, okay. And they okay. tell you just bring bring this, and they provide like the dry bags and everything. So you just stuff all your stuff in a dry bag. Okay. You basically just have to bring clothes and yeah. anything you might want for and the, the trip, and they provide everything else. And then when you pull off to the side, is there are there like people there from the company already like on the side somewhere? Like, here's your food, or do you have all your food with you? Like the, the it's the all on the boats. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. they have coolers and the grills and everything all on the boats because wow. this is, I mean, the Snake River parts of it are very secluded. Okay, so there's no way to bring grill. stuff in. Yeah, you can't. Oh. I mean, you you could probably, but it seems like a lot more money to be like, hey, we'll have stuff catered for you. <laughs> right. I I bet they do have trips oh, like that. Yeah, but so so if you have all the stuff on on your boat. And you flip. <laughs> what happens to all your stuff? It, you try, you just scramble and try to get it. Yeah. You know? Is it like? I mean, I would imagine it's unsafe to like tie it to you, right? Right. Yeah. You don't really want anything tied to you in yeah. case something happens. Yeah. I mean, you have a life vest on and everything, and they show you, you know, what position to get into if you do flip and you're going down a rapid. Uh-huh. You know, you keep your feet in front of you, so you, obviously you don't want to be going head first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Keep your feet in front of you and. Just try to get through the rapids. Most of them aren't that long. You know, it's just little stretches of rapids and then it calms down again. So if you were to flip, you just have to, when in the calm, you just gather your stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That seems, uh, that seems sketchy, man. Like, I'd hate to be like, hey, this is day day one or day two. And you flip and like, where's my stuff? Like, oh, I must have got caught on a bat on a rock underwater and you can't find it. Yeah. Like, all right, so I can keep the same underwear on for seven days. I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know what would happen at that point. They, I don't know. That's Maybe. the kind of questions I'd be asking when I yeah. <laughs> when I signed up. Yeah, I probably should ask that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, so, sometimes, sometimes in life, just in general, it's good to just like, hey, we're just doing this thing. No, just don't worry about. It. We'll figure it out, right? You know, because I think it's yeah. good for you, like mentally and, yeah. and physically, to go through stuff like that. Yeah, but sometimes you 
you know, you should know how many pairs of underwear you need. Well, yeah. I, I probably would have did a little more research, but I mean, you have to remember I'm old. So my research was like <laughs> reading books, you know, there wasn't, you couldn't just Google it. You could yeah. at the time that, you know, but mm-hmm. I didn't have a smartphone or anything like that. So, yeah. yeah. Know, I just kind of, all right, we're going rafting. It's either, it's either you sign up. And if, if no one you know has never done it, then you're just going in blind. Right. I think that's really the only research that you would get. Right. Like, yeah. who, who else has done this? No one? Okay. Well, <laughs> if you ever do it, I've done it. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So so that was your, your initial experience at Idaho, camping out, yeah. river rafts, river yeah. river rapids. Um, so how, how do you I, – I feel like the rest of your time in Idaho was just not as intense as your very first time there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's, but there's all kinds of stuff like that to do, mm-hmm. you know. Moscow is a cool town, too. Um, it's it's not in the best location, but it's kind of centrally located to a lot of cool stuff. Okay. So you're only, you know, a couple hours each direction to some really cool areas to go. I got into fly fishing and mountain oh. biking and stuff when I moved out there, downhill skiing. So Yeah, because I know now that you do a lot of biking, did, did you do that before you went there? Or is that how you started doing it? No, I didn't get a mountain bike till I moved out there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then now you're just all about it. Yeah, you, I love it. Yeah, man. That's that's another... It, it seems... Because, I mean, I'm I'm 6'2", so sometimes when I do things, it's like, man, I don't know if this is made for a big person or a tall person. But the, biking seems like a thing that's not made for someone tall. Yeah, you 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 could figure it out. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sure you can. It just seems uncomfortable. You got to get the right equipment. Yeah. You know, get the right bike size for you. That was, you know, a, a big part of it is getting a bike that fit me properly. Mm-hmm. Made it a lot easier. Well, yeah. If you're if you're comfortable doing it, you're gonna keep doing it. You mm-hmm. know. Did you did you have friends that did it, and that's why you got into it? You're just like, hey, I'm gonna try this thing out. Yeah. Um. One of my roommates that I he wasn't from Ohio. I met out there. Uh, really cool guy. He was from Texas. Um. He was super into it. So that's when I got into it. Yeah. Just you know to spend time, hang out with him. He really enjoyed it. I thought it looked like fun. Yeah. So. Well, um. So you're you're out on a prairie. You said is mountain biking where you were at, um, like here, like flat, or or were you able to to actually bike in the mountains? So it it was a prairie where we live, so it was pretty flat. But there was Moscow, the town of Moscow. There's a mountain, Moscow Mountain. Okay, just you know, a few miles up the road outside of town, yeah. where there was mountain biking there. So I I remember I I was telling you about the video I saw where this dude was just flying down. A mountain, and you said you they had done that a few times. Yeah. How? <laughs> again, do you know, like, hey, this is what it's going to be like? I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. The first time I got on that bike, ju- just pedaling, going up the hills and stuff, I was dying. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, going down's easy, but I mean, you have to go up at some point. Yeah. And yeah, it kicks your butt. Yeah. But it's worth it. Well, I, I can't imagine that because we we went, me and Andrea and the kids went to oaks when i kind of when i first started and I, I was working on a saturday i had all the bikes in my truck and i said hey meet me out at um beach ridge and they came out there and we rode one of the bikes course um in the woods and we're just going and going i'm like oh this is cool and then some parts got pretty in- like and in- not like super intense but intense for a 10 year old or right. nine year old at the time yeah so i was leading the way and then andrew's bike got a flat half like yeah. like three quarters of the way through and i'm like this is a mess i don't <laughs> i don't know how people like this so we've never gone back yeah but, uh mateo really liked it there was a time where he almost flew 
uh, it's closer to the end. I forget what trail we were on, but he almost flew like off the. It's a downhill. Almost flew off like into some water. Yeah. Uh, and the only reason he didn't is because I was there and I was telling him to slow down. Otherwise, he would have he would have bit it. Yeah. Hard, and then I would have gotten in trouble. <laughs> it would have been all your fault. Yeah. Like, why did you? I don't know anything about this place. Yeah. Anyway. The. Uh, the I don't know what is that what is that course called where it's just uh, all that wood and the different uh, elements and stuff that oh they're the pump track like yeah before you go into yeah. the actual trails yeah yeah do you go on there and mess yeah. around there too yeah that's a lot of fun we have uh, done a great job over there yeah it's cool I, I yeah. thought Brian helped uh, build that and he was talking about how much work it was but it's it's really it's a really cool thing I never knew existed you know there's a lot of things that the Metro Parks has that I never knew. Um, that were around here, yeah, you know, and that was one of them. We did that too, and Andrea, Andrea, uh, fell off one of the things, and 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 she still has a scar on her leg from oh, no. like the the pedal. Some of those, you know, those pedals have like grips on them or whatever, right. so it looks like like a bear claw just shredded <laughs> her her calf. Oh no! So that that was our first introduction, like to that. That was the thing we did before we even went on the trail. Yeah, and she got she fell and got hurt immediately, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So I we probably I probably should have known it wasn't going to go well. Yeah, <laughs> they had fun, but it was a uh, like you said, it was a lot of work, and that's just flat. Yeah. So I can't imagine right. going up and down mountains. Yeah, it's know? a little different. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you you talk about fly fishing too. Um, I don't like fishing really because it, it's just boring to me. <laughs> uh, but fly fishing seems like a lot more work because from what my understanding, from what I see, is like you're constantly just moving moving around. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably what I like about it. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're just fishing with a bobber or whatever, you're just kind of sitting there waiting, but yeah. It's more of a more of a hunt with a fly, you know, you have to find the right pool, have the right fly on there and then be able to put it out there and present it to them and make it look like something. So it's a little it's a little trickier, you know. Mhm. And uh, when you catch one, it just it feels really good. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh? What do you fish for when you were out there? All kinds of stuff, or is there one? For- yeah, cutthroat trout mostly. Okay. Yeah. Did you eat, eat them too? Or yeah, just- I've had I've had cutthroat before. It's yeah. it's pretty good for trout. It's not the best, but okay. You know, I, I don't know anything about yeah. What's there's, good to eat? There's a lot of salmon too, which okay. is really good. Yeah. Obviously, like people like that. Yeah. Um, but that I don't know. I never really got into the salmon fishing. No. So is that, that's, that's the one thing about fishing. Uh, Cause I have a buddy who runs a charter and just all the different stuff you use for different fish that can be in one body of water. Right. Like it just give me a, just, just give me a worm, you know, <laughs> I fish like worms yeah. <laughs> or bread, right. You know, wrap bread around a hook. Yeah. <laughs> That's just that's the only fish I fishing I know. I mean, I like all that stuff. My buddy got into spear fishing. He lives out in San Diego. Okay, and he was talking about that. Um, and I told him it seems dangerous because he goes he goes with somebody. He gets to go with somebody else, and they take turns. And he says and he says they go at night too sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, man, that just seems seems. He he sh- showed me some videos. He takes underwater and stuff. The the thing I like though is all the stuff he catches, and then he immediately cooks it when he yeah. gets home like man See, I, that's nice that's super i mean i can't imagine having that fresh of food right you know fresh i love seafood i can that that is super fresh yeah but that's just something I, i'm just not a huge water fan yeah i just couldn't do all that stuff yeah probably because i can't swim very well <laughs> uh, so you're you're out in idaho you you finished school out there yep um did it take you 
because you were did you work when you went to Idaho? Were you working? Yeah, I was working in the summers out there too. I was working for the Forest Service. Okay. In the summer, uh, I had a really cool job. It was on a forest inventory and analysis crew, uh-huh. and uh, we pretty much just travel around all summer counting trees. <laughs> It was yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> but you would get because you were telling me about this. But you were, you would get to like a few times like camp out or stay in hotels. Yeah, because these yeah. there's plots throughout the entire country, oh, yeah. and they're all they're randomly located about seven and a half miles apart from each other. So there could you know potentially be a forest plot you know anywhere within seven miles. Okay. Um, so some of them are out in the middle of nowhere, and yeah. Idaho is full of wilderness areas. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest wilderness in the lower 48 is in Idaho. Um, so the biggest wilderness. Yeah. What is that? So what a, would... wilderness is a designated area. Pretty much means no roads. Okay. All right. So you're, I mean, it's back country. The biggest wilderness. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a new phrase. So that's cool. Yeah. But we, so we'd go and hike to these plots, countries and countries. Yeah. Take measurements. They visit them every 10 years to kind of uh, note the change in the forest, oh, okay. check for insects and disease and stuff like that, just to monitor and know what forest kind of health. And know what species and stuff are there. Right. Yeah. Well, when you were doing it, is there is there one you're like, oh, this one's all oh, this tree again or whatever? Yeah. Well, so, I, we, so we'd have aerial photos of all these plots we were going to. Yeah. And you could kind of tell what you were getting into. Um you know, as some, far, of, some of them are super dense and you're like, oh man, we're going to be there all day <laughs> counting trees and other ones, there'd be like a big opening. You're like, okay, this won't be too bad. But how do they know that you didn't count all the trees? Well, cause they've, <laughs> all these plots have already been established. So, so, so you're going and finding someone else's old plot. Okay. So, so, so. If, they, if someone had, you know, let's just say in this plot, there was 400 trees and you came back like, yeah, there's 800. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> they might think something's a little off. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, and they they did have uh, Q quality assurance people too that okay. would come behind, and every once in a while, every probably one out of twenty of our plots would be checked by quality assurance. They'd crew. like audit you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, man, what a summer job, man! Yeah. You're just you're just uh, out, all outside everything. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that job was great too because I worked for the Rocky Mountain Research Station. They're in Utah, Ogden, Uh Ogden, Utah, and we covered pretty much Utah, Wyoming, Idaho, Montana, all those states. Yeah. So I got to travel around and see a lot of places I never would have probably seen otherwise. Well, and you've probably never been back since. Yeah. 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 Are there places because of that? that job places you want to go back to? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a, there's a place, uh, I think about a lot. We had a plot, um, it's on Lake Chelan. Mm-hmm. It's up in, uh, Washington by the North Cascades. And, uh, you have to take a ferry to get back there. Oh wow. There's no cars back there, but there's all kinds of trails, waterfalls. There's a little bakery back there. There's a little wow. hotel. You just kind of get dropped off on this ferry and then you're on your own. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful lake, crystal clear lake, mm-hmm. big mountains everywhere. And yeah, I always, I always, I always, go back. I always like to look at Airbnb or Verbo and I'll just, I'll put like Montana and then like find stuff. And there's, there was this one place, I think I saved it on one of my apps. It's, uh, the house 
it looks like someone just put it in the middle of wilderness. Yeah. And there's no <laughs> trees, but you can see mountains and stuff, and it's just one house. Yeah. And I was like, that would that would be awesome. Yeah. Like I could just hang out there. All yeah. Day. There's some cool places out there for sure, like that. Yeah. There, there was uh, so me and my buddies are going on a trip to Austin um, next next June. But I was looking at some outskirt places like that. And the only thing that sucks about those is I really wanted one of those for this trip, but to get there, like the nearest airport on some of these is like, oh, you go to the airport and then you got to drive five hours. Right. Like, man, like it'd be cool, but I also don't want to waste the whole half, uh, half a day just driving out there. Right. You know, but that's what some of my friends said too. But, but I agree, like, let's, you know, let's, let's find a cool spot that we don't waste time driving. Yeah. Or paying a five, you know, who wants to, who's going to Uber all the way out? <laughs> yeah, probably not going to get a ride. I can't get Ubers to go to BG. You yeah. Know? <laughs> They're not going to take you out in the middle of nowhere. No. Yeah. So, yeah, the closest <laughs> airport to me was Spokane. That's where I always flew into. And that's, you know, two hours to oh, where really? I went to school. Okay. And that's the nearest major airport. Yeah, that's about... Uh, I mean, I guess it's good and bad for the people that live in these spots because it's good if the airports are far away because there'd be less people wanting to come see your spots. But if you ever want to go somewhere, or yeah. leave, it's it's a little bit of a hike. Hard to get there. Yeah. 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 But they probably like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like it like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The kind of people that live in places like that, they like their privacy. That and they're probably not going to many places anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to watch their cattle when they're gone? You know? <laughs> yeah, their neighbor. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> their neighbor uh, 60 miles away. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, so, so you were there. You, you, you finished your degree. Did you, did you take longer than normal, or were you able to finish it in a, in a re- regular amount of time? Um, I, I took a little longer <laughs> than normal. Yeah. yeah. Um, that- I, I, well, when I first went out there, so I started right when I moved out there, but then I realized – if I just establish my residency here, it's going to be a lot cheaper. Cause oh, I was, I was okay. getting student loans. I yeah. didn't have scholarship or yeah. anything like that. So I was taking out loans to pay for all this. So I ended up taking a couple semesters off. I, that's when I first got that job with the forest service, just worked for like eight or nine months. Okay. Um, took me not even a year. I don't think in Idaho to establish residency there. What does for, that consist of? Just living there for a certain amount of time. Certain amount of time, registering to vote, getting, okay. a, lip, getting a license, okay, that type of stuff. So, well, that yeah, well, that makes sense. And yeah, if it really because some of those can be you know half the price if you're a, yeah, in, it was, in state. It, I mean, it was you know I think six or seven thousand a semester for out of state compared to like fifteen hundred. Uh, really, when I was a resident. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, Idaho was super cheap for in-state. Yeah, no kidding. So I mean, it's, that's cheap for out-of-state. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe now you're old, so it could be. Yeah. It could be the price could be way up it's now. It's probably inflated a yeah. little. <laughs> well, that's great. That's uh, yeah, that's uh, that's for first of all, that's smart to to say, hey, let's do this first, knowing it's going to put you behind a little bit. Right. Behind, I mean. That's a relative term. Who's it? Who's who you behind? Really, yeah. you know, it's just in your mind. I was I already twenty-two years old at yeah. that point. So yeah, what is what's another mo- you know eight months or whatever? Yeah, right. Um, and after you graduated, uh, did you? Because I know you you stayed there to work. Did you know you were going to stay there to work at when you were going to school there, or is that something that just happened at towards the end of your college? Uh, I kind of felt like I wasn't coming back to Ohio. Okay. Uh, yeah. Once once I graduated, I kind of knew. I didn't know I would stay in Idaho for. As long as I did, uh-huh. but uh, I knew I knew I liked it out west better than 
I liked it here at the time. So somewhere you knew you were going to be out there somewhere. Yeah. And and just happened you stayed in in Idaho. Yeah, I moved down to uh, a small little ski town in uh, central Idaho, so a few hours south of where I went to school. And I just worked on this resort. Um, I bumped chairs for um, the ski mountain. What does that mean? Uh, you're just like a, a lift, lift attendant. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you just kind of hang out and people come up and you slow the chair down for them so they can get on and then they go on their merry way. Man, that seems boring. It was pretty boring. <laughs> but I got a free ski pass. Okay, and, all right. Yeah, that's that's really when I started getting into skiing and really enjoying that. Well, if you can do it for free, you know. It, yeah, it it's an expensive it. sport. Yeah. So I think that's why a lot of people don't do it. But, yeah, being able to, to do it like that, not having to pay for a pass, um, it was awesome. Yeah. Did you, did you When you moved down there, did you move by yourself? Uh, I moved with my girlfriend at the time. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah, she graduated a semester before me and hung out in Moscow till I graduated. Then we moved down there together. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then how long did you have that job for? Um, just through that, that first winter. And then when spring rolled around, I went back to the forest service counting trees again. <laughs> so that seems like whenever you like, Hey, I, I had this job counting trees. Yeah. Especially if, it's, if it's somebody not in the green industry. Cause even when you first told me that I understood what you were doing. Right. But just to like, like if I, if I told my friend like, yeah, I had this job, I was counting trees. Like what, what are you talking about? <laughs> What, what did they pay you pretty well for that? That was a I got paid really well, I yeah. thought at the time, yeah. you know, being a college student. Sure, I don't remember what I was making an hour, but I know I, I ended up making probably seven or eight grand in the summer. Nice, yeah, that's good, you know. So I was able to just go back to Moscow every every fall and not have to work, live your life, yeah. Because <laughs> that, that's tough, that's tough working and going to school. Oh, yeah, I couldn't so imagine. Gonna, yeah. I, I never did. So, but that's I what, know yeah. a lot of people do. A buddy of mine, he worked all the way through engineering yeah. school at UT. Really? And uh, it took him a while, but he did it. Yeah, I can know. imagine. Like, I did it. I, I went to Owens and I did it, but I can imagine, like, that <laughs> being an engineer, like, oh, I also, I'm also, you know, whatever he's doing, delivering pizzas or, yeah. you know, cleaning cleaning restrooms or whatever you yeah know? also doing all that that's that's a lot of work right but if you can work your butt off in the summer and not have to worry about it you know then yeah kudos then you know you have more time to party yeah <laughs> <laughs> how, how how different are idaho parties are they all the same um it was a little different hockey hockey and and u of i were a lot different like party wise yeah hockey was more like well, and maybe it was because we weren't 21 yet, mm-hmm. but hawking was all like house parties. Yeah, okay. And then when I moved out to, to Idaho, I was 21 at that point, so it was more of the bar yeah. scene. So. I, yeah. I just picture a lot more, for whatever reason in my head, I pictured like more outdoor stunts when, yeah. you, when you've had a few. <laughs> Climb the moon tower. <laughs> <laughs> that seems Idaho-ish right yeah, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, so at some point... Um, after your, your ski lift job, uh, you get a job with a park, right? Uh, no, after that is when I moved to Colorado. Oh, okay. So okay. I had, I had already had my internship, but I was just kind of looking for something more to do. So mm-hmm. I ended up finding, um, this place called the BOEC. It's an amazing 
organization. It's Breckenridge Outdoor Education Center. Okay. And they teach uh, skiing to people with disabilities. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it's an adaptive ski program. Okay. So I ended up, I was out there for two years. My first year, I was I just interned it, you know, just to kind of prove myself to them. And mm-hmm. then I got a job after my first year. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Colorado's nice, too. His Breckenridge is so much fun. Yeah. It's a great town. Yeah, there's a, I have a... Several people that I know that go there for vacations. Yeah, it's it's a great town. Yeah. And uh, working for the BOEC was, was life-changing for me. Just yeah. uh, meeting all the people I met and getting to teach them something that they didn't think they could do. Yeah. You know, and yeah. just to see the look on their face when they, when they get it, when it clicks for them. And they're like, man, I can do this. I might have whatever. You know, we taught people with all kinds of different disabilities, mm-hmm. but to see them, you know, realize I can do this. It was, I mean, I know it was rewarding for them. It was almost more rewarding for, for me yeah. just to see the look on their face. Yeah. You know, also it's got to make you, make you feel like, you know, I help them and, and, and it's hard for them to do certain things, but, but you also think about yourself too. Like, why am I complaining about this little thing? Right. Or whatever. Yeah. It gives you some perspective for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. That's cool. So you did it for two years, you said? Yeah. My first year, uh, like I said, it was an internship and I we I lived in this cabin right on the mountain. Like I could go out my house, put my skis on and ski down to the lift. <laughs> really? Yeah. They, they owned wow. a cabin on the mountain. Um, there was 12 of us in this house and... Uh, Ten of them were girls. Really? Yeah. Was your girlfriend there? No. Or were you guys done? Yeah, we okay. were done at that point. All right. Um, yeah. So at first, <laughs> uh, when I heard that, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh, what was it? it? It turned out to be a little more <laughs> than what I thought it was going like, to be. Like, it, like what? What do you guys do? Well, it just kind of, it got a little clicky. Okay. With all, right. all the girls in the house. Yeah. Um, but luckily, the one other guy that was there was a really cool dude. Uh, this guy named Zito, Steven Zito. Yeah. He, I think he was from Alabama, somewhere south, but he was just a cool dude, yeah. and we hung out a lot. We had a lot of fun. You're like, I will leave them be. Yeah. <laughs> it's got, it's got to like, uh, you're thinking about, oh, man, yeah, you're telling your friends, I'm going to live in a house with, with a bunch of girls and one other dude, and your friends call you up and like, hey, how's that going? Not at all what I thought it was. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you mean? Just no. Yeah. Yeah. If, you, if anyone out there thinks that's going to be a good idea. It's good, not good, a good time. <laughs> oh man. No. Um so so what was your jobs after after your uh uh so that was that? when okay, so Colorado for two years teaching skiing. Uh then I moved back to Idaho and I worked for the Idaho Department of Lands for a couple years. Okay. Uh fighting wildfire. Oh really? So yeah. What was your job? Uh, just line crew. Okay. Yeah. Just worked, worked on the line. Give me a, a Pulaski and I'll dig some what's fire a, line. Wait, wait, what's a Pulaski? It's a, it's a tool that was invented by the guy's last name was Pulaski, but he's a wildland firefighter and he invented this tool. That's an ax on one side and the other side's like a pickaxe. Okay. So it's a two sided tool yeah. and you, they use them to dig fire line. Okay. Well, and, and so, what's a fire line? Uh, so you try to contain the wildfire uh-huh. by building a line around it of, you know, an area where there's no woody combustible material. Got it. Okay. 
So they just so they run hit it and run out of fuel. Yeah. Okay. Right. How how close have you been to one of these fires? Um or were you towards the I mean I've been I've been in fires as they've they've been burning, but none of them not like a crown fire, which crown fires are when the whole tree's on fire. Oh, okay. okay. And it's just burning through the woods. Not I've never seen anything like that. Just okay. crown fires. You get pretty close. Yeah. But you know, you trust your crew leader and to make the right decisions and did you ever were you ever working they're like all right we got to get out of here winds are shifting well things are happening there there was one fire we were on that we were working and i felt like we needed to get out of there but it wasn't because of the fire there was like a big electrical storm coming in oh really and we were out there and yeah, so I was like, oh, I don't know if we should be here right now. There's like nowhere <laughs> so, to hide. <laughs> yeah, trees everywhere. Swinging these things, these yeah. Pulaski's around. Right, metal tool in my hand. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to go that way. Yeah. Uh, did you ever get? Uh, I got this from my from my dad. Did you ever? Because you were job hopping, um, not because you're saying you know you're getting fired from these jobs, but because you're finding different opportunities. Did you ever get from your parents um, like, hey, at, like? Are you going to pick a job? Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, no, my parents have always been pretty cool about that kind of thing with me. They just, they pretty much, the only questions they ever ask me is if I'm happy. Yeah. So as long as I'm happy and doing what I like and enjoy, then they usually don't try to pressure me into into too much. Okay. So, you know, as long as I'm not out there causing problems. Because <laughs> you've had, I mean, that's, I mean, that's just... In that little span of time, there's like four or five jobs there. Right. And you're not even, and you, you're still a couple of jobs away from the Metro Parks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cause so, so after the fire line, where'd you end up? That's when I moved up to uh, Priest Lake. Priest. Yeah. That was, uh, I worked for the state park up there. Oh, and that's, that's the place where you said you, you had a house, you had a couple of dogs too, right? Yeah. I had a house right in the park. They gave me a house to live in while I worked there. Um, it was amazing. Beautiful mountain lake. Um, all kinds of stuff to do yeah. around there, mountain biking, anything outdoor activity you can think of. They, it was offered there. What was your job there? Uh, I was a park ranger. Oh, okay. So it was like park ranger slash maintenance. So like we did everything. Is it a park ranger? Like we're like, we have rangers, like you carry weapons and no, stuff? No, we weren't, we weren't commissioned or anything like okay. that. I, I was compliance enforcement okay. so I could enforce park rules. But even then, I mean... I didn't have arrest authority, yeah. so you're like, "Hey, yeah, put your dog on a leash," and then someone's like, "Go f you, yeah, f yourself." Pretty <laughs> much, pretty much. You know, most of okay. them thought we were law enforcement, yeah. so that worked in our favor. But some people knew that we weren't, yeah. and that always sucked when you came across someone <laughs> like that. Like, what do you do? Like, like is there a, is there a specific story that you remember you trying to like, hey, you can't start a fire here or whatever? Oh, there, I remember there was one group in the campground. They they had probably like six or seven campsites in this campground, um, and they they were there to party. Yeah, you know, they were having a good time. It looked like a lot of fun, sure. but. <laughs> You know, I had to try to keep the peace in the campground because not everybody that goes up there is looking to party. Some yeah. of them want to escape, and they have their family and kids there. They don't want to hear people partying at four in the morning or whatever, <laughs> yeah, cursing and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, this guy, he, you know, he was he was one of those guys. I was like, oh yeah, okay, we'll we'll be good. Uh, we'll listen. Yeah. We'll listen. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. He's got it. You know, yeah. and then. 
the next night I'm getting more complaints. <laughs> like, oh man, not this campground again. Yeah. So eventually, um, the the one nice thing up there is we had this gr- group camp that you could rent, and it was uh, a cabin on the lake, and it was you know down a dirt road. It was away from the campground. Oh, okay. You know, so I I just told him I'm like, hey, you know, this might be a better option for you guys. You know, you're you're obviously wanting to have a good time, but you're disturbing other people in the campground. People can't sleep. They yeah. have kids are waking up because of you guys. And so I think after that, they ended up renting the group camp, which was nice. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like here, just have your own place here, right? You know, yeah. Leave. It's one thing. I mean, I want to have a good time sure. too, but I don't want to just. I'm not. If I'm gonna want to party like that, I'm not gonna go to a campground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No kidding. You, you want to like be be nice neighbors here, you right. know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, for the most part, it was a lot of like, "Hey, your campfire's too big," or "Hey, put your dog on a leash." There okay. was never anything too crazy that happened yeah. while I was there. You didn't have to solve any like cold cases or nothing. No, nothing like that. Did you ever wake up thinking like <laughs> get an email like one of these times something like, hey, I found this body. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Actually someone did report a hand. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. So they reported a, a severed hand. Oh and man. uh so we call we called the police, yeah. obviously, because we're not police. Yeah. And that sounds like more of a police thing. <laughs> And uh, (laughs) so they came out and uh, they investigated, they found it and it ended up being a bear paw. Oh, okay. All right. Was mistaken for a a hand. So that's as close to anything like that. Yeah. How terrifying. You're like, wait a minute. What'd you you just say? Yeah. You found a what? (laughs) 911. I'm I'm a maintenance guy. (laughs) Yeah. What are you telling me? (laughs) Oh man! <laughs> well, I'm glad it was just a bear paw. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of paperwork. It seems like right. Yeah, if something something happens in your park like that, you can uh, you're tied up for the day, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> filling out papers. Yeah. Uh, so so you're there for what a few years? Yeah, I was there. I started in 2011, okay, and then moved back to Ohio and. 18 so, so, so this, seven years this place in idaho seems awesome yeah and, it is and what made you come back to toledo um the it was a combination of things part of it was a job i wasn't getting anywhere i okay. wanted to manage a park a couple opportunities came up and they ended up going with someone else okay so i just kind of felt like you know i had put my time in there and they didn't want to reward me for my work yeah so i was kind of just over it i hated to leave because i loved it there yeah it but seems awesome. i didn't want to just be a park ranger forever yeah i wanted to move up and do other things and the other part you know i wanted to come home be be around my family more okay you know my parents are getting older and you know i'd been out west for almost 20 years i think 18 19 years i was out there and only getting to see them once a year yeah you know and the rest of my family and now you get to see them every day yeah, now I see them all the time. It's awesome. Um, Mom and Dad, if you're listening, I love you. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. No, it, it it has. It's been great. It's cool. No, it's nice having family around. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It's uh, My life is a lot more full. I mean, yeah. 
I was happy out there. I had a lot to do. I had friends and all that out there, but there, you know, you can't, there's nothing like family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and friends too. Luckily, you know, I had some good friends in high school that we kept touch throughout the years. So I came back and had friends already here. I didn't have to make new friends or anything like that. So I've been able to connect with, with my friends and see my family and all my aunts and uncles and cousins and all that good stuff. Yeah. It makes, uh, what makes it moving easier? Yeah. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm moving back home, but it's for a bunch of good reasons. Not because I have to. Yeah. Because I want to. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't feel like, uh, I didn't feel bad moving back home. Like I didn't accomplish what I set out to mm-hmm. when I moved out there. It was more, it was my choice. It wasn't like I lost my job or, yeah. you know, anything like that, that, you know, made me have to move back home. It was, I wanted to be back here and I'm glad I, I totally made the right decision. Yeah. And, and, um, and now you're, you're in charge of Glass City Park, Metro Park. Yeah. Brand new Metro Park. Yeah. Manhattan. Marsh and yep. and uh, middle grounds. Yeah. Um, the first of all, there's there's still people that don't know Glass City Metro Park exists, which surprises me because that pavilion is always rented. Right. I saw a Facebook post today. I almost screenshot and sent it to you. They were advertising the fact that the, that in November and December there's t- there's only ten days where the pavilion isn't rented, <laughs> and they gave the dates like here, pick yeah. if you want one of these dates, right? Book it. I was going to send it to you because I know that that thing is always rented. But, but it's it, always rented. Yeah. Every day. And, and, every day. And it's because. Which is good. Uh, yeah. A couple things. It's it's new. Right. Um, but it's also an awesome place. Yeah. It's a great facility. Yeah. And if you haven't been down there, definitely should check it out. It's I, it's beautiful. I think I saw on Facebook they were, have, I think they were having an open house uh, uh, coming up in a few weeks or something. Yeah. They, that place. Yeah. They do one every month down there. Oh, do they? So, okay. Yeah. It's but it is amazing amazes me that that people still that don't know Glass City exists. Right. It's 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 a cool park um because it's so new it's really just the pavilion. Uh, I know that you guys we recently put in a new asphalt pa- path to a little bit through there but there's a few trails there's a sledding hill to mm-hmm. um was that used last year? I don't remember. Yeah, the sledding hill got some use last year Good. for sure. Okay. Yeah, we had we had one event there uh, meet me at Glass City. Um, in the winter and we had some snow that day. So the sledding hill got used. Nice. People got to come out and see the park and learn about everything we have to offer. Yeah. So. Well, there's a, there's a lot of cool things that is happening down there cause that's where all the construction is happening now, you know, but, um, you know, people need to, uh, be aware that that's happening. Like glass city phase two is happening where the bunch of cool stuff, new buildings, ice ribbon, you know, you just got your cert- your uh, certification for uh, uh, what is it like a uh, pool, a pool operator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there because there's gonna there's be gonna a splash pad. Yeah, so there, there's a bunch of cool stuff that that no, no other metro parks have. Yeah, um, that people can check out and hopefully, you know, uh, everything goes uh, according to plan and, and it gets done on time. So. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great down there. Yeah. There's uh, it's gonna be busy. I, I I have a feeling when everything's in and phase two's complete. A lot more people are going to start visiting that park. It's yeah. it's amazing what's what's going on in Toledo right now. When I left, you know, it's a lot different now yeah. than when I when I left Toledo. And the metro parks are a huge reason mm-hmm. why the city is transforming the way it is. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of other people doing their their part too to change the city, but 
it's it's becoming downtown's a place you want to go now Mm -hmm. and where people can go and have stuff to do yeah that glass city is just another part of that yeah well cool man well uh thanks for coming on the podcast yeah thanks for Uh, having me yeah i think we uh I, I mean, our personalities match pretty good, but, and I, I can make friends pretty easily, but I think from, from the beginning, we had a pretty good friendship. So yeah. I, I, it's nice, especially coming over, being a new supervisor, never doing it before. You've helped me out a lot. So it's nice to share an office slash break room with you. And, uh, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate the things you've helped me with, and uh, uh, I look forward to, to all the new stuff that we get to do. Yeah. So thanks, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you. Thanks again to my friend Ryan Glenn for being on the podcast today. He's been a United States traveler from humble beginnings in Toledo out to Vermont and all out west. Um, I knew some of that stuff, you know, but uh, all those, all those, uh, what seemed to me as crazy things that he did, he did in his past. Uh, it was cool to, to see, you know, to hear why he did them and, and how he got involved in that stuff from skiing and, and whitewater rafting and uh, teaching people to ski and fighting fires and counting trees and living on a lake and in the mountains. And, he you know, he did a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff was on it was by himself. So uh, give him a lot of a lot of kudos for that. But uh, thanks for thanks for Ryan to for uh, for coming on the podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It means the world to me. If we can get this podcast off the ground and running, you don't have to share the whole, all the episodes. Just share one you like. Uh, one podcast, uh, if you share one, could turn into a subscriber down the road. So any little bit helps. Uh, my my Gmail is the nerdballpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Find me at Twitter at the Nerdball Pod Instagram is the Nerdball Podcast, and Facebook is a page of the Nerdball Podcast. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cut of Fish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.